rock the cradle of love. I'm Billy Idol peeled. I'm just going to start saying that about everything. Even the most micro things. Say, if somebody asks you your thoughts on the debt ceiling, I'm Billy Idol peeled. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for all that. I'm really going through a Billy Idol thing right now. I'm celebrating the excesses of the 80s in the 2020s. Maybe we need a little more of that, man. I need to bring back hedonism. Uh, needs to come back in vogue, you know. Within reason. Within reason. I've Within seen reason, it I've seen it go sideways. What's what's like a respectable hedonism? What's like a like what's the line? I think that's the eternal question. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think, I think that that's where, everybody's uh, line's different, I suppose. Exactly. That's where the 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 moral uh what am I looking for? Purgatory, I guess, right? Of uh of hedonism, right? Where is that where does that fine line between uh having too much fun and uh not enough maybe, uh, going to just maybe spending a night in jail you know <laughs> not enough you know like we've talked about like uh professions that are out of um style or like they don't exist anymore mm. yeah like goat herd fur trap fur trappers and chimney sweeps thatcher uh, a profession that's out of style style or that doesn't exist anymore is is serial killers who are like copycat serial killers like you know what i mean like you've got the serial killer but then like you've got the copycat who's doing Mm. the same like if i was a serial killer and someone was copying me Mm -hmm. i would be i'd be like come on man get your own thing yeah would you I'm, take it to the courts? I would take it to the courts. Like I'm the guy that cuts people up and pisses on them, uh, and this guy's stealing my—he's stealing your bit. My bit. This is my, this is my whole shit. And you know what? I'm willing to incriminate myself just to <laughs> prove a point here. Yeah, but you can joke about it now because their serial killers don't exist anymore. There's like two left. Yeah. Now they're mass shooters instead. It's just the cops. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the cops. <laughs> it's just the cops and mass shooters. Yeah. Everyone's lost imagination, even the serial killers. It's like that's why there's a rise in like true crime podcasts and stuff. It's because like no one, no one has an imagination to like write true crime fiction or to be a serial killer and do the true crimes. It's like you just have to like mine real world stuff. You know what? Yeah. I know that's a bit, but there is something to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in this in the modern day surveillance state, you can't you just can't have like a Charles Manson in the family anymore. Yeah, yeah. and you can't have a Zodiac killer. In, yeah. in ways that's good. In other ways, it makes for a much less interesting world. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. But. <laughs> I mean, we've lost. I think we've lost. I think we could all agree we've lost so much. But, uh, oh man, could be doing better, man. You know, it's it's said that Manson killed the '60s. I wish he'd come and kill the dang 2020s. This shit's boring. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's... <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> There's, I just saw an article on Rolling Stone. AI deepfakes of true crime victims are awakening nightmare. Like they're doing like deepfake videos of like they're trying to reenact true crime stuff. So, listen, listen to this. Uh, this article opens grandma locked me in an oven at 230 degrees when i was just 21 months old the cherubic baby with giant blue eyes and a floral headband says in tiktok video (laughs) 
What, what in the hell? It's a defect. What the fuck? So these are so these are victims that have already died. Yeah. And there are and there are, these are. I mean, what is this for? Is this for like? Is this is this for meat yeah, entertainment? For whose gratification is this for? It is. It's for it's it's the true crime shit. It's like um, like I said, like you can't you can't write mystery stories anymore. James Comey wrote a, a mystery novel, by the way. Apparently he did. He did. People apparently. are saying it's not terrible. <laughs> well, I think he cool. would he would is it about espionage? Shit? He's the next he's the next Raymond Chandler. Oh, he's like next Tom Clancy. I, I wonder if I wonder yeah, I wonder if it's like kind of vaguely misogynist like a lot of those old noir writers. I was an old lech with an eye for an ankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back in the days, motherfuckers would just get homicidally horny over seeing a woman's leg. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Right. Just like, just like a six inches of bare thigh. Oh man, people would lose their mind for it. That's truly, especially if you'd been at sea for a number of years in in the Pacific Theater. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't think you should read the Comey novel until you've had to crash course in media literacy. Honestly, yeah. it's like I, I saw that going around a lot like this week because the and I agree because the the succession finale resulted in a lot of really deranged takes on succession and people were like, <laughs> we need media literacy. And the funny thing is, is that I do agree, but I'm also laughing trying to imagine what that would even look like like how would you train people in this country about media like how would, what yeah. would you even instruct them i'll start i'll start uh this is how it was passed down to me this literacy <laughs> uh the, the late great dale greer said to me one time in his own inimitable way Guys, if they said in the paper that they pacified a village using extreme prejudice, it means they killed all the women and children. Next slide. They just, they just wouldn't let give you a half a second to sit with something that heavy. Next yeah. slide. Well, it's, it's what I just don't understand, like how it would pan it how it would play out like if you were doing like um if you're t like what what grade would you teach it at you know what i mean like where how you know early I mean? do you start training kids in media literacy well you couldn't have you couldn't have it in this country is the short answer because everybody's trying to put their goddamn thumb on the scale all the time <laughs> that's yeah. the truth brother you'd, you'd have so fox you'd have fox media literacy and you'd have dang cnn media literacy that's so true You'd never have an objective middle ground, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it supposes it presupposes that. Um, so yeah, that's like what I'm wondering is like, would we let high school? If you were letting high school teachers teach media literacy, imagine how fucked up that would be. Because like my high school teachers thought that 
like Hitler and Stalin were best friends, and they, even the same yeah. person. Like they conflated them too. They they, were, <laughs> yeah. they 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 didn't know the difference between like latitudinal lines and longitudinal lines. <laughs> they didn't know like what a sea was versus a lake was. They were like, I don't know, fucking this water, man. <laughs> that is true. And I, I my hunch is that the Lee County Board of Education didn't do much to to dissuade them either. For me, <laughs> no, dude. We had this guy, Coach Blessing, who like choked out a Mexican kid one time. And like said a bunch of racist shit. They just left him on. They were like, they were like, you can't teach anymore. We're retiring you from teaching. But now you're head of the whole history department. They let the racist guy. <laughs> they gave him a promotion. Yeah, they gave him a promotion. Oh damn! <laughs> Actually, that yeah, that, that's a good point because I've told y'all this before. Uh, you know, I mean, like you know, like the the war of northern aggression. You know, I'm, and taking a class where. My professor said that slavery wasn't always cruel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would trust like media literacy in the uh, in the uh, in the heads of these people. Not sure. Oh, dude, yeah. it would be so fucked up. It would be like, I mean, it, basically, it, it would be like giving a serial killer a whole bunch <laughs> of fucking. Just innocent victims and weapons and just being like, here. <laughs> just here, giving a here. small town history teacher like a, um, like the means to teach a, a media literacy course. It, like it would within two days, they'd be like and the Jews run the media, by the way. Yeah. 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 They would show you in their first class. They show you birth of a nation. You yeah. Know? They would like <laughs> they wouldn't start out there, but they would. Re- I guarantee you they would reverse engineer like back their way into thinking that they would like they would like start doing the lesson plans and then on like day three they'd be like oh well there's a small conglomerate of people that own the media and i guess it, <laughs> it tends towards liberal group think which can only mean one thing which can only mean one thing fellas <laughs> <laughs> and that's right that's right man oh, i had a y'all ever uh if you attended public school in the south you definitely had days like this but when toward the end of the school year, you know, when it's basically they're just mailing it in for the last couple of weeks of school and they decide to do fun things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had this teacher that did a scavenger hunt and it was like an organic chemistry scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. And he gave you clues, right? And he gave you clues. And I remember one of the clues being... And I imagine this guy today would be like, you know, I couldn't do this today because of wokeness or whatever. Which, yeah. You know. Yeah. But one of, his clue, one of his one of his clues was something about uh, homogenous something. <laughs> and his clue was a smart guy from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, homogeneous genius. Just the casual racism of small town teachers, like it's just so incredible. This Coach Blessing guy, this same guy, like, took a hat off of a kid's head because it had, like, the Mexican flag on it or something and, like, put it on the flagpole and, like, do- pulled it all the way to the top. <laughs> Did this man have CTE? <laughs> he was in World War II. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So, was- basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God man. damn, man. Man. Wow. It's, uh... <laughs> I have to know though. Did did he get his hat back though? Yeah, he got his hat back. I think the, <laughs> did the he climb up there to get it back. No, I think that the the school made him like the coach 
bring the hat back down. But they still let him keep his job. They were like, it's like he fucked up like every single day. And they were like, well, we can't fire him. We're not going to fill this position. That's <laughs> Coach Bliss, I guess. The man's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> the man won back-to-back state titles in 71 and 72. Does that not mean anything to you guys? Well, that's the, that's the thing. The man's that I, a war hero. I don't even know what he coached. He didn't coach anything. I think he was... <laughs> He was, they just, <laughs> did he just hang around when the coach was actually coaching? I, think I, had so. co- I had coaches like that when I was running track and field. Okay, that guy was a coach, but there'd be other like like it's like my coach had a retinue, you know, they, of people that would just be there. You they know? they called stupid teachers who didn't know how to teach coaches. That's the name they they were like they were like there's there's not a Mister baker or mr whatever that's coach baker that's coach blessing like they we we recognize that they don't actually coach anything but they're also too stupid to be teachers coaches they're always wearing like windbreakers and shorts and some shit like that athletic shoes Uh with white socks coach is an aesthetic pursuit more so than an actual like educational one one time doesn't mean you're teaching a sport or a game it just means you dress the part Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly absolutely that is true and i read this thing today in the washington post about homeschoolers and like truly like if you i don't know when i was a kid like when i was a teenager like the concept of homeschooling just even hearing about it like when i would meet someone in my town who i didn't know because you know it's like a small town like you you know pretty much if you don't know someone, you know someone who knows them. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. But like every now and then, I'd make, meet someone my age, and I'd be like, "Who the fuck is this? Well, who are you?" And where'd it's you like, come from? yeah, my, exactly. Where'd you come from? My mom would be like, "Yeah, they're homeschooled," and it would give me so much anxiety. I'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I always felt so bad. I was like, "Man, y'all are missing out on a lot of fun." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they and I hate to say this, but they always turn out to be like weird like where i'm from they turned out to be like weird pentecostal kids that wore like long denim skirts and shit yeah <laughs> and i can say that because i'm pentecostal but yeah i I, I i i'm not persuaded there's good social outcomes for homeschooling usually to, to me the reason why it gave me anxiety was just the thought of them staying home all day i was like damn yeah, y'all just stay same. home all day like that's that's really that used to give me anxiety like i even had a hard time staying home like, I, if I would skip school, I wouldn't stay home. Like, I had a hard time staying home. Like, yeah. I hated that shit. I hated, like, being at my home throwing up when school was going on. Like, it gave me anxiety yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Now now it's actually the reverse now. Now I like I like being home. <laughs> yeah. <Exactly. laughs> now I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, another thing you can be if you just dress the part as a captain or an admiral. That's Some true. sort of high seas officer. All you have to do is That's look true. the part. That's, That's true. true. It's like you can't really do that with like being a general, but um, but if it's maritime related, yeah, nobody's gonna ask you when did you serve, what yeah. vessel did you if serve? You got on, a valid war? boating license and a yachting cap. You you can be an officer in the U.S. <laughs> you can be an admiral. in the U.S. Navy <laughs> cap. They that's like that that you that's have a, a kayak. That's a solution to the education crisis. They need to get admirals and captains in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. That's true. Like you need yeah. gri- you need like wizened like leathery grizzled old men. Yeah, yeah, suntanned. 
know, yeah, they look like, like leather. Brine. Smell like brine. They survived they scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> they they yeah, walk vitamins, in. It's just vitamin C deficient. <laughs> vitamin C deficient. They're sucking on lemons. Yeah. <laughs> they got a peg leg. Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking uh, about pirates? Okay, yeah. The just seas, the seas, with pirates. the seas hard on people. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, it is hard on people. Imagine you're doing your schoolwork, you're doing your test, and you're copying off of the person next to you. And you're like looking over and you're looking over and you're not paying attention. And then all of a sudden. A fucking knife comes down right in the middle of your test, <laughs> and it's the teacher's hand. He usually has a hook, but this time he's replaced it with a knife, and he's like, fucking set it down in there. He's like, ahoy. Yeah, he's like, you know, you've not seen what I've se- You've not seen what I've seen, son. Yeah, be ye cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, when the captain and Tennille were kicking around, you know. Nobody questioned his credentials. No. Mm-hmm. They said, no, you're the captain, of course. Well, and also, if you're homeschooling, you're get, you're missing out on all of that. You're missing out on maritime gossip. You're missing out on coach, racist coaches. <laughs> missing out on getting bullied. <laughs> you're missing out on getting bullied. <laughs> all the best things about being a teenager. Yeah, that's true. You haven't paid your dues if you're homeschooled. You took the easy way out. Yeah, yeah you really did. You really did. Like, what if somebody made it to the age of 18 being completely homeschooled and was like, you know what, I fucked up. I gotta start from the top. <laughs> start over. <laughs> and you start at 18, it. going back to kindergarten. And then they made a, a comedy about it called called uh, uh, Adult Kindergarten or something like that. <laughs> adult Kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. Kid-old. Ben you know, I actually, uh, actually uh, I won't name him, but I got a boy who was, uh, who was homeschooled uh, for, I think, I mean... I want to say until he was like 17 or 16 or something like that, you know, pretty much when he was an adult. And um, because of that experience, he's now like the most gregarious, coolest guy ever, you know, because he didn't get the opportunity to kind of like, I want to say a normal. What is a normal? He didn't get humbled. He didn't get humbled. That's what you're saying. Exactly. 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 So now he's getting humbled uh, every day now. Huh. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought Uh, about that. We had a family of Jehovah's Witnesses that uh, got homeschooled, and they turned out fairly normal, except they didn't celebrate Halloween. That was a hard line for them. But no, no but Halloween. I will say this: they did put out candy, and then with a note attached that said, "Because of our religion, we don't celebrate." But that doesn't mean you can't. <laughs> oh yeah, very nice. Oh, yeah. I respect that. Very nice, man. Yeah, it used to be a country man. Well, it's all it was all the. Um Mennonites where I grew up that were like homeschooled. Yeah. But the thing is, is like the rumor around Hobbes was that the Mennonite communities around Hobbes, like they were, um, they, they were like, uh, they had like a criminal operation. They sold meth. What? Yeah. They were Methanites? Mennonite gangsters. <laughs> Methanites. <laughs> they were Methanites. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they, it's like that, that's what I heard. Like one of the main chemicals in so there's peanut farms and one of the like there's like some fucking chemical you can extract from peanuts that you can use what? in the methamphetamine cooking process. What? Damn. So so when mother so you tell me meth is a that's a part, organic, partially man. organic natural is an organic drug like we <laughs> yeah, non, it's from the non earth. GM, <laughs> non GMO biker speed, huh? It's from the earth. <laughs> <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just, you just yeah. got me picture it. 
a dude like, yeah, man, it's from the earth, but it's that it's bad. <laughs> yeah, you got these Anabaptist gangsters that said, ah, it's from the earth. It's good. Well, that's the, <laughs> it's like, actually plant-based. It is. And the, the shows like Yellowstone, like that shit is so lame. It's like, how, how much cooler of a show would it be if you were like, if your fucking show was centered on a Mennonite meth dynasty? <laughs> Dude, that's a golden idea. Do you remember that show? There was like a reality show about that. Well, about like some Amish gangsters one time. Oh, that I thought it real. was about yeah. It's like Amish people who left, who chose to leave their homes. Yeah, I remember that show. It was on the TLC or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but th- there was one that was specifically geared toward like the ga- like the criminal element in that society, which is interesting to think about. Well, well, I mean, I feel like go ahead, go ahead, Terrence. Well, you know, like Obama just came out with a Netflix series about like workers, and yeah. Hillary Clinton had a series about women. Like they, they're like carving out their own niche. I'm waiting for like a public figure to like do a series on like criminal criminals and like organized crime syndicates. Like, yeah, you know like what I'm the saying? Reverse cops. Yeah, like you. Well, like in a in a humanizing and documentarian way in the same way you know what i'm saying it's like it's like this is jedediah he's a mennonite meth dealer in southeastern new mexico and we're gonna hear his story and he's like missing half of his arm he's like yeah i got in a shootout in 1985 with uh the chief of police here we were on horseback uh you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like the, the stories that people tell are so lame now. It's like you just like there's good shit out there, but you also gotta make it like people. if you want to like especially sim- uh, make them sympathetic, you gotta like you gotta overlay it with like some piano music or something like that. You know, have them sit in a field, have a field behind them, make it look very like idyllic. You know what I'm saying? How totally. tight it, is it if we have our titular Amish? underworld figure just going and meeting with the Sinaloas and getting shaken down it's like he's in like the traditional garb right and he's just in there and they're like patting him down this was, and just saying orale a lot and stuff like that. this was a show Tom Mafia Amish Mafia yeah I knew it wasn't crazy I've, <laughs> I've seen an episode or two of it it's produced Produced by Hot Snakes Media. Isn't Hot Snakes <laughs> like when you take like those shits that you have that are like really thin, <laughs> really stringy, <and> tapered <laughs> at the end, and they're really hot? <laughs> it's like after you eat like tacos, hot Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel like it's a substantial shit, but you look and it's just a big, just stringy as hell. <laughs> you feel bad, but you watch yourself feel like goddamn. Yeah. What is Hot Snakes Media? <laughs> Jesus. Is that that is that ran by that guy uh David what's his name? Something Ben David. Le- Lebanon Levi is his name. His criminal record is really kind of whack. He's been arrested three times between two thousand and two thousand seven for drunk driving and drunken disorderly conduct. That's not like organized crime activity. That's, That's not, really hey, not listen, a crime. That's just you being a dumbass. Relative to his <laughs> the population he comes from, though, he might as well be fucking Tupac Shakur. <laughs> Well, that's true. It's like you're Amish and you're drunk driving. Like, that's a carriage. You were driving a carriage, so. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Do do the Amish drink either? I don't think so. Do they imbibe? They're not supposed to. 
Let's te- let's rat them out to Hot Snakes Media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys realize this, but to be drunk driving, you have to be drunk. So he he mm. disobeyed the rules. They might have to kick, kick him out. Rules. <laughs> yeah, that that is true by definition. He must have he must have bent the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a black Amish guy on this show. Well, black Amish people exist. Hell yeah, yeah brother. Yeah. How did uh, can I ask how that happened? <laughs> yeah, did he wander in there? Like our curiosity. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> did they say? <laughs> Alan Byler is known as Schwarza Amish or Black Amish. Why do they call him Schwarza? Is that a what does that mean? Like, does it stand for like nigger or something like, like that? Like, what the fuck? Like, come on, is man. it a, like why you gotta like? <laughs> if it does, sort of... then I didn't just say Schwarza. <laughs> said the S word. Please blank that out. The Schwarza. The Schwar- yeah. Oh man, where, where did the okay? This is a whole different other conversation. But where did the Amish even? Is this like an American phenomenon? Is this like from Europe? Like what? Are they like New England Englanders? Is that where mm-hmm. it comes from? They had a Baptist tradition. Yeah. yeah. Religious tradition. Yeah. That's, a lot of them settled in like, you know, like you had those like German settlements in Texas and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Mennonite is slightly different. I mean, Mennonite is a, is like a kind of Irish. or uh, It's Amish. kind of Anabaptist. Right? <laughs> kind of Irish. It's kind of Irish. They're, qua- they're quasi-Amish. Pseudo Amish, yeah, light. There, there are similarities, but there are differences. If I was in high school, Amish-ish. I would write an essay on the similarities and differences. That was a classic high school essay move. Like there are many similarities and also many differences. <laughs> and also many differences. For example, I always like man. Everybody thought you were like a next level writer because there was like three ways to start a paper in high school. One was the you know Webster's de- defines da 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 the classic. Yeah. Two is restating the prompt, mm. and three was in his 1997 tome. <laughs> former President William Jefferson Clinton said da 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 da, and then uh-huh. your next sentence has to connect to that somehow. Right. Yeah, you right. just need a leading. I used to uh, I used to tutor in English uh, in uh, at a community college. And it was just like a formula, man. It was formulaic, you know? I'm just like, dude, we learned this in, like, elementary school, man. Just bring it back. Mm. Bro, listen, if you start in the action, they'll think you're the next Cormac McCarthy. They're like, man, this kid <laughs> has some talent. That's true. <laughs> start, just dive right in there. Just dive right in, man. Shoo. Well, um, good news. The debt ceiling Fine. has been suspended. Oh, God. <laughs> I was uh, here. I was cheering for it to be to be raised. Is that the same thing? I feel like they 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 kind of like glaze that over in the coverage. They say suspended, but is that the same thing as being raised? I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. Ever since I heard the term "driving off the fiscal cliff" <laughs> in 2008, uh huh, I've not known the difference about debt ceilings or fiscal cliffs or any of that stuff. Yeah, me neither, Red. Uh, I kept hearing debt ceiling. I saw something about benefits. And I know I should know this stuff, but it just feels so far removed from me personally. But it's, no idea not, Aaron. But it's, it's not, Aaron. It's not, apparently. You may tell you what I was doing when I should have been learning about Keynesian economics. I was downloading uh, <laughs> dipset mixtapes <laughs> off of problematically titled websites that I shouldn't have been <laughs> typing into the browser search. <laughs> 
Were you, were you on Dat Piff? Remember Dat Piff? <laughs> Dat, Dat Piff. Piff. I remember Dat Piff. Dat Piff. Yeah. Dat Piff. Yeah. Yeah. I was on God, a lot dude, of forums that I had no business being on, basically. I was doing gay shit on Chat Roulette. <laughs> I was on these forums where there was a bunch of Eastern European guys pretending to be black. And... <laughs> As you can so imagine, that pro- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that produced some <laughs> interesting things, to say the least. Well, those were years when you were, didn't really know who you were, you know? It's like I was still watching yeah, UFC in those I'll years, say. which was a definite indicator that I had no idea who the fuck I was. Yeah, yeah I was still using slurs, you know? Well, still do, but <laughs> more so then. More so then. Yeah, man, I was I was racist in those days. Aaron <laughs> dropped the bomb. He has a, a racist past. <laughs> oh man. So uh, so what is this? Uh, so what 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 is? I don't want really to get into it, but what is the debt ceiling? Why are we? In, are we a debt to who? To here, China? Here's I'll explain it. I explain it to you boys. Just sit, take your white ass seats, and take a white ass listen. I'm gonna sit my white ass down and listen. Aaron, I suggest you do the same. <laughs> I sit my black ass down. And listen. <laughs> There's, um, so there is a a limit to the amount. Okay, so I'll I'll describe it like the right wingers <laughs> always describe like all this kind of stuff. They're like, if you make a household budget. You have an amount over that you can't go over, and that's the debt yeah. ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> that's the debt ceiling. So, so you're telling me that the government's purse is like my wallet. So basically, broke as hell, lint. Yeah. Basically, the government needs to cancel some of its subscriptions. It needs to yeah. cancel some of its subscriptions. <laughs> Not yeah. this one, though. Please. <laughs> Not this one. I think it works like this. Yes, they have an amount of money that they can't go over because they've borrowed too much. I guess, from China mm-hmm. in the form of bonds and treasuries. T-bonds. Ever heard of those? Okay. T-bo- I've heard of T-bones. T-bones. Wait, wait. T-bones. Okay. <laughs> T-bone, the, the Christian rapper from the 90s, is the treasury secretary. And so we owe, we owe China Salisbury steaks? Like, <laughs> the, the demon killer? <laughs> Do you mean to tell me deep... T Bone the Demon Killer is the, now the Treasury Secretary. Oh, I used to make that thriller, 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 but now I'm a demon killer. killer. T Bone the Demon Killer goes over to China every two okay. years to raise mm-hmm. money in the form of T Bones. He sells T Bones <laughs> that are like T Bonds, but that's his version of the Treasury Bond. They're called T Bones. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if you're still, if you're still with me at home. <laughs> We have to cut we have to cut spending because we have too many T bones out there in circulation. Oh okay. I, it's it's clicking to me now. <laughs> okay, good. That's making some sense. So this uh so part of the wrangling over this is that if we would have defaulted on that debt and not paid it, mm-hmm. then I guess the whole country would have collapsed. <laughs> We, we would have we would all become communists. <laughs> they make it sound like the country would have slipped into like a sinkhole or some shit like I, that. You know, it like, would have been bad. I'm pretty sure. I mean, okay, okay. because I guess theoretically, if you don't grant the the U.S. if Congress doesn't grant the U.S. government permission to pay those debts, 
and by by in being able to do so, they have to raise the debt ceiling. If Congress would have mm-hmm. not granted the the government permission to do that, then the government wouldn't have been able to pay its debts. In which case, its credit rating would have gone through the floor. The worth of its bonds, its T bones, would have also collapsed. Mm-hmm. The the currency value, like traded globally, like which is the basis of global currency markets the dollar would have collapsed so yeah it might have been like global catastrophe <laughs> pretty much well well not not for me man because i'll tell you boys uh i got a uh, uh, 10 to 12 bars of gold in my mattress you oh, you're okay back, oh, back you're, uh, you're stand, two bro. steps ahead probably not good to sleep on for your back <laughs> always <but>. yeah <laughs> no i have back problems but you mm. know what i have a future you know. <laughs> but i'm rich <laughs> but, but i'm, I'm rich, rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have yeah, I have spinal cord issues, but uh, yeah, I'm rich. So wait, Terrence, can I ask you the the the, the dumb smart question? Because I feel like maybe there's something to it, but I'm an idiot, so I don't know. Don't we no like, dumb questions, Aaron? No, no dumb questions. No dumb Aaron. questions. No. Do, don't we print? Don't we print our own money? So like, you know what I mean? So like, how is it that like? Because this is what the, the MMT folks talk about. Okay, I'm throwing out shit I don't even know about. But we, we have like a soft, sovereign currency, Speak right? Like on. we print our own money, so I don't understand this shit. So theoretically, yes, we do print our own currency. However, um, part of the reasoning behind the GOP wanting to take us to the limit and basically implode all of that, which is really a hilarious concept, like that they're that committed to like accelerationism, basically. They're like, Fuck it, dude. Let's I'll go right. Fight. I'll go right up to the fucking line. Baby. <laughs> I'm gonna nuke this shit right now. Their their logic or rationale behind that is that the sir the um uh, welfare spending, like the money and programs that went out during the pandemic, like stimulus checks, child income tax credit, uh, PPP loans, the fucking CARES Act, all that shit. They think that that caused inflation. So there is no way that they were going to... I mean, I mean, I think that there's a pretty good case that the fucking executive branch could have just done whatever they wanted to and then just let the courts like fucking sort it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that... Well, I think that several things is going on, right? So it's like... Well, this, let me just say this. This is what the deal would have... This is what the deal would would do will do the deal will suspend the 31.4 trillion borrowing limit until january 2025 it will cut federal spending by one and a half trillion dollars over a decade uh, by effectively freezing some funding that had been projected to increase next year and then limiting spending to one percent growth in 2025 which is considered a cut because it would be at a lower level than inflation the the legislation would also impose stricter work requirements for food stamps, claw back some funding for our IRS enforcement and unspent coronavirus relief money, speed the permitting of new energy projects, and officially end oh the Mr. Biden's student loan repayment freeze. So, 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 so this is austerity, basically. So all that money that they're saying needs to be cut in that fat <laughs> is going to be cut from social services. So this does yeah. affect me. God damn it. <laughs> We're going to turn this upside down, pal. We're going to fucking shook night our ass over a balcony and get our shekels right out of our pockets. That's what that. That's what the 87,000 IRS agents are doing. No. They show up at your house, knock on your door, and say, Sir, do you have a balcony? And you say, 
Well, no. And they said, come with us. And they <laughs> take you to they take somebody you to else's. <laughs> they yeah. take you to a dog. If you have your own, they'll just dangle you there. And they'll say, we need your shackles. They take you to New Orleans where those like balconies overlook the you know the street where everybody drinks. And they shake you out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then people, like, the drunks, get your coins. Yeah. <laughs> While your life savings are going down to the hoary masses, you just get to see some like titties and stuff for beads. Yeah. Upside down titties, because you are upside down. Yeah. Um. So yes, it's austerity. There was a lot of so there was a lot of uh, there was like a lot of analysis around this, and a lot of like asking like why the Democrats didn't just yes you're like you said, Aaron, print more money or mint the trillion-dollar coin or let it go to the Supreme Court under the 14th Amendment or whatever the fuck. Wait, Terrence, can I ask you, because I'm stupid. There's a, tr- a mint, a little, like, I'm thinking of the, the, the coin from the Batman cave, like, <laughs> mint, like, a trillion dollars, like, the giant coin. Like, what do you mean, mint, like, what does that mean, a mint, mint a trillion-dollar coin? A guy, they tried to bring Dan, dang Danny Ocean and the boys out of retirement with that mm. one, aren't they? They did, and they tried. One last score. I think that's, like, an MMT thing, too, that you just mint okay. the coin, and it's, like, this is worth one trillion dollars meant the batman coin the big ass uh coin from uh from the batman came from the bat cave cool yeah i think that like so there was a lot of debate around this like why don't the democrats mm. just do any of those things are they are they mean and nasty and nefarious trying to throw us under the bus like are they uh stupid and negligent uh, you Plausible. know what what explains like why they basically caved to the gop on this because they basically did cave. They bailed out the the Republicans. Like, there's literally a lot, a um, a paragraph from this article about Hakeem Jeffries, basically <laughs> like fucker. Yeah, stepping in to bail out the Republic, like the centrist Republicans who were hesitant to vote for the bill because of the hard right wingers like Marjorie Taylor Greene and shit that didn't want the centrist Republicans to play ball with the. White House. That's a chump ass move, man. God damn it! This motherfucker says he likes Biggie Smalls. God damn it, yo! Take his name out of your mouth, motherfucker. Or straight out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? Um, <sighs> but so there was like a lot of of debate and analysis over it. I think, honestly, dude, I genuinely think, you know, it's like I mentioned a few weeks ago. I had read this article from Robert Brenner and is it Dylan Riley? about the uh it's like seven theses on american politics and how like it's like their belief that we've kind of exited the neoliberal era and we've entered a new regime of accumulation i think that if that's the case then i think that the democrats are the quintessential example of historical actors who are still on the stage but they have mm-hmm. no fucking clue what the moment requires of them or what their role is supposed to be or what their lines are. Like, they're literally, like, the Republicans know, right? Like, the conservatives and the fascists and everything, they understand the historical stage that they're on. I think it's why it's, like, a growing movement worldwide. But, like, mm-hmm. libs, liberals, all of their, and you even saw it in that thing from Pete Buttigieg, like, that interview we read. Like, the whole consensus, every ideological presupposition they had 
leading up to 2008, has just been systematically dismantled in the last 12 years or so. So they don't know what the fuck they're doing at all. Like, they're winging yeah. it. They're, they're, stand, they're standing on stage being blinded by the spotlights, you know, having forgotten their lines with their jaws agape like fucking morons, man. The only ideological logical conviction they have is to prevent other actors from getting on that historical stage like you know exactly. the left like the left that's literally <laughs> exactly. it that's all uh, they've got yo that we talked about it before it's such a good point because like the right seems to have some conception of a future you know you know what i mean or some like long-term plans and i guess they always have but like yeah man the liberals like yeah, besides, like, swinging at the left, you know what I'm saying? Punching left, they don't really have any convictions besides that. No, you're right. So we're all going to be in the poorhouse in, uh, in what, like, uh, in what, like, what? This is a poor, this is a poor development. Yeah, yeah which, yeah. which, which part, Tom? Oh, just the, I mean, the whole deal. <laughs> I, um, I don't like the rising tide of fascism. I just wanted to be on the record of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important to say in this moment. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, this this in conjunction with. <laughs> I swear to God, I sound like a one of these guys that's like I shouldn't have to pay taxes because I'm a sovereign citizen or whatever. <laughs> but like society is just geared to just like just bleed you dry at every stage. If you're not being sold something. They're shaking you down with little fees and taxations. And I was thinking about this. It's just like, even to like pay any of my bills, it's just like fees on top of that. Fees, 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 fees. It's just like we're a fee grabbing ass fucking society. And in conjunction with, well, uh, we're going to rein in any semblance of a social safety net. It's just not a good, they don't party well together, you know? Uh, and then, like, you know, we, we kind of talk about this a lot, too, and a lot of people are now, but the, with the introduction of AI, you know, and, like, you know, not this, like, uh, robopocalypse, you know, that these, like, tech nerds think is going to happen, but more so just, like, further devaluing, like, human life, you know, and, like, just, like, I mean, yeah, I think that these jobs, some jobs should be automated, but if you don't have, like, a social safety net or if you don't have, like, a universal basic income or something like that, you know, and meanwhile, you're still bleeding people dry, uh, all of those things, the confluence of all of those things, uh, do not bode well, man. I was thinking about AI in the context of like thinking about it like mountaintop removal in the in the coal fields, and how like the whole industry got automated, and all these new techniques were coming around, and, and all the while everybody's saying like this is going to be like a boon for this industry. This is going to actually create jobs, you know, all this stuff. And then what happens? I mean, time passes. 20, 30, 40 years passes and coal production's going through the roof while coal jobs have bottomed out and all that. And I think that's what you're going to see. Essentially, I mean, this is a point we've made before is that the whole world and the whole country pretty soon is just going to be like Eastern Kentucky. And if you don't think that, you're fucking insane. And well, yeah. it's, it's one of those things that you can't really rein in at this point, too. You've got this thing that's that's we saw the early signs of it industrialized or automation putting people out of work for greater automation has resulted in more reactionary politics it's mm. like it's like i mean this happened with the friends of coal stuff it happens in the coal industry 
when the friends then when the call industry was kind of like entering its like final stage of collapse it's like you had this widespread reactionary social movement uh based off of the loss of all these jobs due to automation that's and, a really good point it, it like friends of coal really does kind of mirror the like the current you know bend toward fascism i think that's I think that's going to wind up happening as more and more people get automated out due to AI or due to whatever fucking reason. They're probably going to turn to more reactionary um, worldviews and more reactionary social movements, mostly because the whole premise of the left, like the whole thing that it's premised on, is that the working class is able to wield its power to enact social change. If people don't, if they're basically just put out of work or reshuffled into different lines of work or underemployed rather than just unemployed or whatever, like that's that loss, that widespread loss is probably going to wind up undercutting the message of the left that the the libs have chipped away at already for so long. I mean, it's like it's hard to see where we're able to kind of like grab gain a footing there um that's uh that's a really really good point man um i was thinking about like how our entire project is sort of like the left project i guess is um like it's one of its aims i guess central aims is to like for like before you know uh the working class abolishes itself right to recognize itself as a class you know and as you said to recognize like to shape its own destiny you know but if because institutionally the left has no power and the liberals right are signing off on everything that these right-wing cycles are doing that argument right about like recognizing oneself as part of like a class of people with a common interest and common goals that we need to struggle towards yeah that totally gets undercut because now a machine has replaced you and not only that but the political i guess um um responses from that right from liberals right and a kind of non-existent left is not enough to persuade people to join into this like you know and join them in this larger historical struggle you know that's a really well good point. it's it is a good point terrence and then the other the other thing too that i'd tack on to that is if you look at what how thoroughly defanged the unions were particularly in the coal fields like i don't think there's been a single umwa repped coal miner working in kentucky and what a decade yeah about 10 years probably (laughs) you know and then on top of that you have uh you know i think this is kind of the thing that plagues rural america it's like what we learned in the prison fight is you know they target communities that don't have a ton of political organization very small tax bases and all that stuff to shove these sort of bullshit projects landfills prisons so on and so forth and uh what you're essentially going to have is a workforce with that's uh you know nobody's earning any money there's no tax base there's no power there not a ton of political organization and um yeah i think i don't know i think uh you know i I think there's encouraging signs you know like you see like you know these these big movements to to unionize workers in all different kinds of sectors right now but i think we need a, a little more deliberate sort of political strategy i think writ large uh concerning all that yeah, the thing is, is that, like, the the liberals, um, like, what the Biden administration has been doing, I, I don't think you can quite call it neoliberal. Like, it's not necessarily, 
it doesn't fit nicely into the rubric of what that used to mean. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that that's evidence that they don't quite know what they're doing. And that, like I said, they're kind of like just these residual, just kind of like artifacts left over from like a previous era where like they understand that the historical terrain has shifted. They understand that the circumstances have shifted and their need to do various things is no longer what it was 30, 40 years ago, but they're still quite not sure how to do it. And that's why you see them moving in these weird uh, sort of like stutter stop uh, movements where they like pretend to sort of buck up against the GOP and then will back down. They'll say one thing and then side with mansion or whatever. I mean, it's like, I just don't think that they know what the fuck they're doing. There's no, and that, that even includes Bernie. I mean, truly, like, because yeah. I think about this a lot, like, when you talk about, like, historical contingencies, like, you want to talk about, like, windows <clears throat> of opportunity, like, moments when you have to act, like, you know what I mean? Like, people like Lenin or Fidel, like, someone like that, like, understanding that, like, the moment requires immediate action. It's like, there was that moment. It was about four to six weeks in early summer of 2020. When the whole fucking goddamn country sports were po- not on TV, yeah. fucking uh, politics even had felt kind of felt suspended, and everybody was stuck inside. Nobody knew what the fuck was happening, dude. In that moment, you even had fucking right wing a right wing government passing policies that would not that you would not consider like necessarily right wing or born of austerity or anything that's how fucking upside down and like topsy turvy shit was yeah yeah trump yeah trump yeah like sending the COVID checks and everything like that everything was fucking i mean you also had people like if we're talking about in the streets at least right you had people in the streets right so like you had like like that was i guess like i mean i don't know i can't say it was a lost opportunity i'm not gonna like analyze like the the protest then but it just felt like there was a there was something was happening you know i agree terrence like there was like change was possible you know and maybe but i would say like the only actor that history had provided on on a sort of national level that could have sort of unified some of those things and created something new was probably bernie and i'm I'm not saying that in like a hagiographical way nor Mm -hmm. am i saying it in like a dead ender way either I'm saying it in like a historical materialist yeah. way. I'm saying that like history that's that's what we got. History yeah. provided us with that figure at that time and he was so absolutely unprepared for the moment and just fucking failed catastrophically like fucked up the bag like fumbled it just fucking across the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like also, that's also t- that's how fucking bad I don't know, man. Like that's just how bad and like um Yeah, it's it's probably has something to do with not seeing that moment for what it was. I mean, you're talking about the biggest like mass movement in the history of US politics since like the thirties probably. You know? Yeah. And yeah. and what and what we got out of it proportional to what we had, you know, it's 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 like <laughs> it's like, you know, one of these sports teams spending like a billion dollars on a team and getting bounced out in the second round of the playoffs, you know. It's just <laughs> but it leaves you on like what if, you know, like what could we have done differently? You know, it's I mean, he had, you know, I don't want to 
I don't want to be so much about Bernie because I mean honestly, well, I was thinking about Terrence when you talking about the Democrats being sort of 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 vested like like being a vestige of the past. You know, I was like, yo, they're basically like a motherfucker born with a tail. You know, completely useless. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't need it. Doesn't. It's like you know, it's uh, su- superfluous. But like with Bernie, I mean, it spent like he spent like his whole career talking about like universal health care and a single payer health care system, you know? And it was like during a pandemic, well, man. I mean, I don't know what he was really he, supposed to do because maybe we weren't ready for the moment, you know? Like I don't know he was he neoliberal. Was. He was the hill of neoliberal consensus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he was like the, uh, the foil. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was like yeah. basically neoliberalism's foil. Like, you, like in those two figures, like Biden and Bernie, I feel like are the twin, sort of figures of like late 20th century you know dismantling of the labor movement dismantling of the welfare state uh privatization stock buybacks the whole fucking montage that you could fucking run it's like you had biden kind of being the uh, a central figure behind that story and bernie on the outside being the foil of it and those two kind of collided in 2020 and presented a because I, I think that 2020 is the year that all that kind of finally mm. uh, collapsed and like we are still living in this weird liminal space where it's like think nothing has really been constructed on top of it yet I'm very concerned that what will be constructed on top of it will be a right-wing vision you know what I'm saying even yeah. more right-wing than what we saw with neoliberalism which was a right-wing but explicitly socially right-wing you know what I mean fascist yeah. you know yeah uh, uh, man. yeah I mean fascist in its own like American definition yeah. because I mean it's the thing it's like understanding like early 20th century fascism it's like that that was like a like I mentioned, it's an, it was created out of like the world wars, you know, mm-hmm. that was created out of like World War One. It was created out of like the destruction of the, you know, the communists in Germany and uh, Italy and Spain. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was a um, specific sort of historical moment out of which we kind of got like, uh, you know, a sort of new regime of accumulation that then ended in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are now at the end of that one. Yeah. And I think it, we have been for a while, but I think that it's kind of taken a long time to sort of like settle out before it gets kind of put back together again into something even more heinous yeah. and yeah. insane. But yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, whatever you whatever you think of it, you know, the winds are not blowing in the right direction. And it's like uh, when y'all sent that article earlier about the bail funds people yeah now getting locked up yeah that's not that's not uh it's not uh not what i needed today no oh, man dude. um Riker has just announced they'll no, no longer notify media when people yep. die heard that too i mean it's the same shit it's just like the the takeaway from 2020 was that uh cops can do anything yeah. like truly like you know what i'm saying like it is a it is an escalation that well, I, I don't even think would have even been possible 10 years ago well, arresting the, people for fucking raising money for bail well, well the thing about that with the atlanta solidarity fund and arresting those uh those uh those people is just like you know you can't even organize resistance it's one thing to go out and you know camp at the forest right 
um, or to occupy the forest. But even the like the the, the logistics, right, of like mm-hmm. making sure that people can continue to go out there and protest and agitate, right? Like that sticky stuff, that glue that keeps all of that together, you know, and keeps people safe. You can't even do that. Like that's going for the heart, right? Of like Atlanta's like organizing, like kind of sphere and circle. You know what I mean? Because like Atlanta Solidarity Fund, I mean, they've done wonders, right? For people that get locked up who have no fucking money, right? To pay for bail, you know? Other services for people who are already incarcerated. And yeah, man, that's like, that's so, I mean, I don't really have words for it, man. It's just so completely evil, you know? It's like, it, It's not even <clears throat> cop city centric. It's like, Anybody who gets arrested has a right to bail. That is a fundamental part of the criminal justice system. And if you don't even have that anymore, I mean, so it's like it's like basically only only the only the independently wealthy like deserve to uh, await trial outside the confines of a prison. Yes, (laughs) literally. I mean, that's exactly what it is, dude. It's an escalation in class war. You have to kind of see it in those terms. But did y'all see the article, the More Perfect Union um, had tweeted it out, about the Supreme Court, um, that from eight to one decision, that um, I think, what is it, like a, I forget what kind of company it is. What are they, I don't know what they- Oh, it's a concrete company. A concrete company, right? They have the right to sue the union, right? And it's just like, I feel like that, dovetailed with like the Atlanta Solidarity Fund uh, bail activists getting like you know uh, raided and stuff like yeah you any means of resistance right not even agitation right but community also right to foster and cultivate a community like they're going after you know well dude did, did you see the one dissent to that decision was, my boy was Clarence? from Gatan do what my boy Clarence Thomas <laughs> no no <laughs> No, he's, he's too busy trolling the Walmart parking lot for so <laughs> He's too busy trying to steal the souls of black boys. Yeah. Dude, it is astonishing that, that that case got an eight to one vote. Eight to fucking one. What? The there liberals? Was, the, wait, how many liberals are on the court? Like, what, fucking two? Three? Four, right? Four, three or four? Three or four, yeah. Well, the one person who dissented was Katani Brown Jackson, the the person that Biden put on there. Yeah. And like her reasoning was that like this is uh this is the this is the purview of the NLRB. Like the courts should not be deciding this. Like this is not something for the Supreme Court to decide. But that's the that's that's exactly I just feel like we're going to see more of all more these of like that. sort like, of agencies that have been like founded presumably to legislate these things and govern them just being subsumed by these increasingly reactionary courts that guys like Mitch McConnell yes. have just padded yes. out with the yes. most batshit insane fucking ideologues. They've and been you captured. Talk about yeah. a, and you want to yeah. talk about a parallel to Nazi Germany, and I know that it gets like fucking, people say this is hyperbolic or whatever, but it's like, no, I think there's use in looking at the history. You want to talk about a fucking parallel to Nazi Germany? That's a fucking one-to-one. Yeah. That, that, that happened all throughout the fucking 20s. It's like they packed the fucking courts with right-wing reactionaries, and every fucking time it came down to a decision like that, they always sided with the They fascists. always interpreted and exactly. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, that yeah, was yeah. part of the fucking mechanism that brought that. Like, that's the thing. Like, people always ask, like, how did it happen there? Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how would they like somebody like that? It's like a huge story of that is that it fucking, it was a slow transformation that basically the court system was kind of, 
the engine of. There were yeah. several different areas that they were the main engines of it. The fucking courts were one of them. Yeah, because I mean, like you know, if you use the if you can use the law right to legitimize right. Like, you know, like a regime, then, I mean, that's the first thing that you're going to fucking go for, right? I mean, alongside, like, having, like, thugs in the street beating the shit out of people, you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's weird. It's, like, because, like, I was feeling really fucking depressed, like, really fucking in a bad fucking place, like, two weeks ago. Mm. Like, you know, you've got, like, fucking Nuremberg laws getting passed every other fucking day in places like Florida, like, where they're... They, didn't they pass a law lately where it's like now it's illegal to even treat uh, for a doctor to even treat a trans person or, or something like some that? Some shit like that, man. Just fucking. I, I I mean, it's just like shit like that. And honestly, the the way that I read this is like the only thing that makes sense is that we are in a period of extreme reaction to the COVID like welfare era you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. we're in an extreme reaction to all the things that got sort of unleashed in the COVID era including the like the welfare practices and, and policies and stuff that they that they used to what basically what i'm saying is that like if you look about where fascism arises and like where reaction and reactionary movements arise it's basically in the wake of moments of like uh popular demand mm. getting uh, goods basically from people in power in which case it was like yes yeah, stimulus checks cares act l- various loans and other welfare di- you know the ten- the freeze on evictions i think that's another big part of it it's like all of that shit pissed off the cops it yeah. pissed off the landlords and it pissed off the fucking they're like, bigots they're looking at the state and, and they're gets, like you're not supposed to do that into the and city. the hilarious yeah, thing exactly. is it all happened <laughs> under their guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that is funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, their their whole their whole shit is like the cops, like you know the the like all these other groups. They're like, yo, the government is not supposed to do that. You're telling me that the government can actually help people? Nah, impossible, man. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think that again, I because like I keep asking myself, like, why is this happening now? It feels very much to me. It's, I know people say like, oh, DeSantis is cooked, like blah blah blah, but it's like. And the, and that the ride is cooked electorally, but like I don't even know. Do they even care about that anymore? Yeah, like, I don't I think don't, they I don't care even about look that. At, I mean, it's like I don't look at it like they're losing at all. Uh, it, it, it seems, seems very to, much to me they've made more ground under Biden than they did under Trump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at dude. Look at even look at Target, right? And okay, Rainbow and Capitalism, right? You know, they this they being the first day of Pride. Rainbow Capitalism is obviously like, uh, uh, you know, it's. Um, it's it's superficial, it's exploitative, like all that shit. But like the fact that like you got like a major retailer like Target that is so fucking buns that have been, that they've been driven scared, or at least they don't want to deal with the controversy of having LGBTQ plus stuff on the shelves, and that they mm-hmm. you actually think that if you give these right wing cycles what they want, that they'll stop, right? Like to me, that seems like they've made a lot of fucking cultural ground, right? If they're terrifying customers and and workers at target you know that's not even political in the sense that like it's uh, electoral politics that's just the same street thug shit that we were just fucking talking about you know <laughs> like i mean again maybe hyperbolic but fucking brown shirts man yeah. honestly the the threat and the whole possibility the scope of it is so fucking overwhelming and insane it's like when i have friend like queer friends that are not even sure 
like that are legitimately scared to even register their own like marriage in certain states now because they're afraid that it might target them for certain things. It's like it's like that is a prop that is something that is so immensely disturbing mm-hmm. and there is absolutely zero effort being done on the part of like the Biden administration who again just like the kids in cages things for years said this is what we believe in blah 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 like even so much so that I think Biden's stance on gay marriage almost even got him booted from the Obama campaign mm. it's like that that this is the one thing like these are a few, you know just like with abortion and stuff these are some of the few things that you could actually depend on them to shore up and it's like that that I again I just keep coming back to this image of them as like like you said Aaron just kind of like vestigial organs on the fucking you know what I mean like on the gur- the surgical gurney it's like they're just fucking you know it's, the, it's like a the, baby it, fighting a bear bro it's like exactly a baby like the fucking a bear. world is yeah the terrain is shifted they they're, they're out of their fucking element they are literally just placeholders until something really fucking bad They're not happens. even on Earth, dog. They're on like Certus yeah. Major on Mars, bro. They're not fucking yeah. here. They're not they're not present right now, man. I am. Oh, fucking God, dude. It's fucking bleak. No good, man. No good, <laughs> no good folks. Mad, mad. And people, pe- people will be like, it was another Doomer episode. And it's like, dude, wake the fuck wake up, Wake the man. fuck up, it's bro. Like, what did you say? What, Tom, Tom? We just called balls and strikes. We just called balls and strikes, bro. Sometimes the news ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to say, nigga. Like, it's bad. It's getting worse. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, and also, though, I think it's important to know, like, what the fuck is, like, why some of this stuff is happening. Yeah. Like, truly, like, I I mean, I guess I could be wrong, and I guess it's like, I probably am. I mean, who the fuck knows? Maybe the liberals will reign for another fucking hundred years. Meanwhile, the right, but if so, it seems like if that's the case, then what you're going to have is, like, right-wingers basically waging paramilitary stochastic violence on the population. So if that's the case, it's like, You've either got you've either got two options if you're the government, ignore it, or you fucking send the goddamn troops to to basically suppress these assholes, which is like what Grant had to do to the KKK during Reconstruction. Had to send the fucking army after the KKK. It's like you got you have a fucking choice. It's one of those two. Yo, dude, yo, yo, bro, I've been thinking about that man, and I'm like, man, like. The right wing, like right wing politicians, I'm talking about elected officials, not media people, people who are in positions of political power, like um, implicitly endorsing political violence. They do this shit all the time, right? Whether it's a whether it's a mass shooting with a manifesto where they try to explain it away. And what do you have on the other side of that with liberals? I'm not talking about the left, right? Which. You could talk about arming yourself or you could talk about like the Minneapolis Police Department getting burned down. I don't even think you could attribute that to the left exclusively. Right. But that doesn't really exist. Right. So the liberals, what is their response to political violence, man? And then when you have communities that try to protect themselves, you have shit happen like the Atlanta Solidarity Fund headquarters getting fucking raided. So what choice do we really have? Like, am I supposed to arm up or move to the, the woods in North Georgia and make a commune or some shit like that or am I, I i mean i don't even i don't know i don't even know what i'm saying but it's like it's frightening man yeah the democrats have no in the, the institutional what you would think would be the institutional bulwark against like the creeping fascist it's already fucking here they have no response to this shit man 
what in in some ways they're even in some ways they're even more fucked than we are truly <laughs> because like i mean i mean i'm serious like the game of capital means that we're all locked into the dance mm. and that like they can lose but it doesn't mean that we win because right. yeah. there are factions of capital mm. and so it's like if the fucking left wing of capital loses like well obviously we're very much fucked mm. but um but at least we were able to see it coming. In some ways, I look at these assholes and I'm like, you guys can't even fucking see. It. You're walking straight into the fucking wood chipper. Yeah, you don't bro. even fucking see it. Like the light has not changed, yo. Like you, you are walking straight into oncoming traffic, brother. And I probably am too by putting a fucking media podcast and you know, mm. basically painting a fucking target on my back. But <laughs> who fucking knows? I mean, oh. Well, you know, I got my five gold bars of uh under my in my mattress. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to thankfully, leave it. Thankfully, our humor's so bad they'll just cut it off when they get to the spicy bits. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! They should have like a bed. You know how like you, they have those beds that are like uh, ha- for couples, like where one of the couple likes a firmer mattress and the other one likes a softer yeah. one you but it, but it's like it's the gold standard it's like you can either have fiat currency on one side <laughs> you can sleep on sleep on dollar bills or you can have gold bars on the other side sleep on you know gold yeah. or t-bones sleep on, sleep on salberry sticks <laughs> hell yeah give me the t-bones brother <laughs> give me the t-bones brother I, that would that to me would be it feel like sleeping on a waterbed. It'd be like pretty slick and like oh, I want to sleep on a waterbed so bad. Yeah, I want to sleep on a waterbed so bad. They look so cool. I don't think I'm uh, sleeping on T bones. I think I'm. I might go for like um, maybe like gold doubloons, doubloons, ingots or something. <laughs> ingots, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to sleep on like I don't know like. Um, like uh, a more a more ancient form of currency, like seashells, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been reading about Japanese futons. I'm hearing that that's the white fly. Like really? replace your bed, get you a futon. Not if it's not a futon in the sense that we. It's basically like a padded mat, you know. Yeah, think about if that'll it... help my back. I don't want to be mistaken for one of those like. Uh, Japanese fetishist guys, though. If I do that, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, strictly yeah. for orthopedic reasons. Well, if anybody asks, just say that it's like a. Well, you also don't want to be mistaken for a Swedish fetishist either. Just More say like rather a Swedish fetishist. <laughs> say it comes from Iran. You're a Persian. You're Persian. Fetishist. Yeah. Okay. That's that's acceptable. That's a throw. That's a curveball. <laughs> say it comes from um, Tajikistan. Is yeah. it Tajikistani? Futon. Caught. Yeah, caught. Caught, yeah. <laughs> this is a, no one will be expecting. Kings and emperors used to sleep on this, and now we've just abandoned that for some reason. <laughs> but I'm bringing yeah. it back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, well, to kick off Pride Month, boys, last night I went and saw the, uh, the they-them horses of the Budweiser Clydesdales. Yeah. Did you? How was it? It was... Was there a race? No, they just kind of... Pulled up in front of a bar and sat there. <laughs> All night? But they are as majestic as you'd think they are. They are, dude. Yeah. But they, but but conservatives don't like them anymore? Yeah, they're trans gay. horses, yeah. Trans horses, man. That's, I don't, it's interesting. It's probably because they, they can't, 
It's probably because conservatives like to fuck horses and they they can't tell what the gender is anymore. Yeah, so it's like, projection. Oh um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm maybe a bestial. I may be bestial, but my God, I'm not a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> maybe even fucking horses, but I ain't sucking no dick. Everybody knows they have sex with it, horses. So yeah. Ah yeah. uh, damn. Yeah. yeah. Tim Pool. Did you see Tim Tim Pool climbing onto the ass of a horse? What? Yeah. I'm trying to fucking. I'm trying to hump a horse. Yeah, it's a video. It got taken down already, but he was trying to fuck a horse. Really, and he didn't, and he didn't get like his chest caved in by like a horse kick. Unfortunately, horses terrify me. Honestly, yo, they're kind of no, nah, dude. He he had a boner and he fucked the horse. Oh god, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. You know what's allegedly. funny? I've always said this. Christopher Rufo is just a little too close to the Newman Claw horse incident for comfort. <laughs> so I That's really true, think dude. they need well, to look into his whereabouts on the night Ken Pinion met his end. <laughs> I think he, he he got he moved to Florida, right? They moved him to like the Lebens realm, the Florida uh, Imperium, to to like oversee some fucking college uh, Nazification Probably. program or something, <laughs> didn't they? It sounds right. <laughs> sounds like what he'd be doing. What, collegiate Hitler Youth. Yeah. Ugh, fucking hate these assholes so motherfucking much, man. God, man. Um, well, I think it's about, I guess that's about all I got for this week. Yeah. But anything that you guys want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, State Farm is now no longer offering insurance in California. Why? Because of climate change. Oh, wow. Too... <laughs> Wow! <laughs> oh. <laughs> so 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 are they gonna do that like statewide, like as the years statewide go on? Statewide in California, statewide, not just wildfire zones, but statewide. They can't afford to fucking insure houses in California. Are they anymore, gonna start? Dude. I mean, are they gonna start doing that not statewide? Are they gonna start doing that nationwide now? Like every state, like they're not gonna do Florida because of flooding, New York because of flooding. Yeah, it says in this article, in parts of eastern Kentucky ravaged by storms last summer, the price of flood insurance is set to quadruple. Yo, we were so unprepared You know what, what, what that means? Christ, they, they anticipate it happening again. That's, that's, why, 1, that's why that is. Dog, that's, that's the whole other thing that we didn't even get into, man. Like, But I guess it's the ambient background noise of all this is that like this is like a ticking clock that we're on, you know? Because like on the one hand, I'm like, it could just continue like this forever, you know? But then like there's climate change, you know? And, like, the response that these people have is to, like, like instead of, I mean, it is an insurance company. What the fuck would I expect them to do? But the state's not going to do shit, you know? So the, these corporations and these, like, other middlemen are definitely not going to do shit. Except, like, make it harder for people to, like, live, you know? Yeah. That's fucking insane, man. We're so not prepared for this moment, dog. No. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> tell me my house got flooded out and we had flooded shirts. Because they fucking ran. They hightailed it out of the state. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 dipping out, man. I, I would I would think that they would start need to come up with they would need to come up with other forms of insurance, right? Due to climate change, you know, like I don't know, like uh, like I mean, yeah, like I guess like against droughts or floods or something. But they're like, actually, no, we're not doing that. Well, it's weird because like, as far as I understand it, like I think the government used to set prices for insurance for flood insurance, hmm. but um. Because it says government-mandated programs like the flood insurance plan 
or citizens in Florida and Louisiana were meant to be a backstop to the private market. But as climate shocks get worse, we're now at the point where that's starting to crack. So it was kind of like, as I understood, if I remember correctly from like the flood last year, like FEMA basically used to purchase flood insurance plans in the same way that the government purchases health insurance plans from ACA to basically keep a kind of stability in the market. Mm. But I think FEMA is now basically getting out of that. They're like saying like, yeah, no, yeah, it's too fucking expensive. It's it's not. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I wanted to add to, uh, you know, we, we aren't, I think I sent you guys this one, the chat, uh, we got to read it cause we're closing out, but, uh, just to mention we're, we're not the only ones though. Um, we're going to have to deal with the psychic damage and fallout from uh, a looming apocalypse. Uh, apparently, according to the Washington Post, uh, in light of success, the succession finale, uh, for mega rich heirs, the anxieties that drive succession are all too real. Uh, <laughs> subtitle goes, uh, adult children poised to inherit vast wealth can experience crippling self-doubt and social isolation. Oh, imposter syndrome. How, how bad? Uh, mental health professionals say succession is accurate. So, um, yeah, y'all, we're gonna we're gonna have to worry about uh, the the rich, you know, losing their marbles. Man. Don't want to feel lonely. Buy us a nuclear weapon. Shut the fuck or shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next Once again, send nuclear weapons <laughs> yeah, to Southwest yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> Once yeah. again. Oh, yeah, you gotta have that media literacy, dog. Fund a paramilitary um, group or just get fucked. <laughs> That's the only option. I just, I just, I just got to read. I just got to. This part is just like ridiculous, man. Um, uh, there are obvious upsides to a life born into immense wealth, but the prospect of inheriting unimaginable sums can strain personal relationships, erode self confidence, and trap a person in a near permanent state of dependence. Say therapists and wealth cons- wealth consultants. Jesus fucking Christ, kill yourself, yo. Who work with the heirs of the ultra rich? Many of them recognize the characters portrayed in succession from the therapy work. So yeah, wealth consultant. Jesus Christ, man. Just mm. laughing at the idea of like uh, like an the heiress to a fortune seeing the succession finale and immediately like scheduling a therapy appointment the next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there were people we, we, we brought, we started the show with this, uh, but you know, media literacy, but, um, there, there's this one tweet that I saw that just made me so like rashly upset where this person, uh, said as a woman, I see myself in Shiv Roy, you know, and um, just taking all the wrong lessons from a billionaire girl boss who actually cov- like uh, pressured a woman to not come forward with sexual assault. And this is in the show. But um, I hope you don't see yourself as her. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think going forward, especially if, you know, trends continue in television and film, I think we're going to have to maybe do licensing to watch TV and movies. Like, you I have agree. to pass a, te- a written exam. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to take a poll test. Like, go hang out at the DMV for six hours. I Dude, I 1,000% agree because it's too dangerous. Listen, I'd, I'll be honest with you. As a, as a, as a, as a black man, a TM, um, I'm usually opposed to poll tests, but I'm with this one, dog. <laughs> this one, this one you get on board with. <laughs> Yo, I could definitely get on board with this shit, bro. I could definitely get on board with this shit, man. It's too dangerous, dude. I mean, truly, like, this. I saw this interview where they asked uh, Matthew McFadden and Jeremy Strong, like, what do you think happened to Tom and Kendall after the show? Like, what do you think happens to them? And they were like, 
nothing, the show's over. The they universe were like, that but the you, show existed they, is yeah, wicked yeah. out. <laughs> they were like, but you don't have any like guesses as to what happened to their characters? And they were like, it's a role I played. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, no, I don't all those care. Ga- all the those people over. on the picket line right now? <laughs> <laughs> go support them if you want. You know I mean? If you can't, go fucking support yeah, them. Those exactly, are the people yeah. that decide these things. <laughs> those are the people whose lives aren't over after the show ends. Right? <laughs> well, it's just this fascinating thing where like people cannot... And I understand it, too, because... I mean, I've done this with shows. Sure, everybody does it. But it's like this weird, almost like object impermanence thing with art where they like... They can't understand that when a show is over, it's over. Like there are there are character arcs for a reason, just because that's how life works. Like when when something ends, it's over. <laughs> Explaining so, death like, to these people. It's, 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 yeah, it's like it's when like, someone dies, they don't come back. <laughs> Those characters are just not meeting on the weekends, and we just can't see it. You know, from that point, right. so. It was like when I was a kid, I was like, yo, where does my teacher go after school? <laughs> does she just stay in the classroom? Like, what the fuck happened? She just lives in this class. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it is a disorienting experience to see your teacher outside the context of the classroom. Totally. I'm like, yo, you got legs? I've only seen you sitting behind that desk the entire time, yo. But, like, like life, the ending imparts meaning to the beginning. And the beginning imparts meaning to the ending. And everything that happens in between, it's like, that's called an arc, just like a life. And like, if it never ended, it would have no meaning. It would so be a lie, motherfucker. Like, it's over, it's Another over. Another symptom of our death-defying culture. <laughs> Yo, last thing I'll say, but for a uh, bit, this is, this is, not only is it like asking, like, what happened to these characters after the show is over, but, and this is, I guess, why media literature is so important, just because a show depicts something does it mean that the writers endorse it, you know? Like, that shit blows my fucking mind. Like, people will see something bad in a show or a movie, you know? Dude. And they'd be like, well, can't agree with can't agree with this. It's like, you're Ed, supposed to feel fucking bad about it. Everybody does this, from liberals to conservatives. You saw this with, like, Roger Waters uh, doing the thing in Ger- Germany, like, doing, a, I think, a recreation of the wall or something, and it was, like, wearing a Nazi uniform. Mm. It's like, it's like, you know how many fucking movies are made about Nazis? Yeah. It's like, you have to, it's just like, just because you play one on TV <laughs> does not mean that you are one. Yo, yo can, I, like, can I just give sometimes you Sometimes it does. Can I just give you this but. example, yo? Because this shit, I still think about this shit, dog. Bro, it was one Halloween, man. I ain't gonna say no names, but uh, my ex and I, we went to their old hometown and we're hanging out watching scary movies, literally scary movie three, right? And, you know, they're flipping through the channels and they're like, nah, we, we can't watch this. We can't watch this. This is offensive. This is triggering, which well, whatever, man, like fine, you know, but we're on scary movie three. Like, and there's that scene where um, the guy who's playing uh, 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 the rapper, right? It's like a Eminem eight mile analog where he's rapping, right? Um, yeah. In this rap battle. And this motherfucker, the white dude, after he demolishes this guy, right? This black guy, right? puts throws up his hood the same way Eminem does right in the movie but it's a clan hood right and they were like oh no this is so offensive it turned it off I was like bro do you think the film is endorsing the clan like what the fuck is wrong with you bro yeah sorry that shit just fucking gets me so well, mad see dog. two people that need that licensure <laughs> yeah they really do that's true it, like it's, the first it question is... on the test is like do you think Tony <laughs> Soprano is an aspirational figure 
<laughs> that's going to weed out a lot of people. That's a weed out question. You know, remember that weed out true. questions. That's true. Do yeah. you think Tony Soprano or Walter White were good people? Are aspirational. <laughs> are aspirational people. As a uh, high school teacher and cancer patient, Walter White is a hero of mine. It's so, dude, Tom, you're right. That's the only way. It's like you have to fucking, they have to register. It's like having a library card, but like you have to pass a battery of exams. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, oh, it's like, it should be like owning a gun. It's like, this is just <laughs> as dangerous. I'm, it's like, you have to make sure that you're responsible and mature enough to own one. You want. There, there are, an about a film. unless you think I'm just, there yeah. are art critics that need this licensure. Too. <laughs> so, yes. They need it more than anyone, actually. <laughs> they need it more than all of them, anyone of us. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Everyone's so insane, dude. Yeah, Everyone's so completely insane. Yeah, it's, it's like, the whole bad. fucking world has gone mad. Yeah. It's like, there was like a story of like Henry Shackelford, was it his name? Or Shackleton or whatever, who like went to the South Pole to Antarctica like in in late 1913. Oh, shit. And got stranded, and got stranded there. And he was like, him and his boys were like fucking eating like, uh, Each other? you know, fucking... I don't know if they started eating each other, but they were like basically like scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel and then finally got rescued and like got taken to an island in the bottom of the Atlantic at the south of the Atlantic. And and at this point, it was like September 1914. And he was like, what's happening in the world? What's happening in the world? And this guy grabs him by the lapels and he's like. Sir, the whole world's gone mad. It's like it, it, it was like it was like a, a month into World War One, and this guy had no idea. He was like, like the whole world has fucking gone mad. Like, yo, sir. actually, like, can you take me back? Yeah, just, just take with me food, back though, with food though, and warm clothes. Oh my god, son, that's so funny. Sir, the whole world, the whole world has gone mad. <laughs> yeah, Henry, Sha- Henry Shackleton. I'm just sorry saying the Shackleford like condition. That's the Shackleton. Yeah, the Shackleton like condition is where we find ourselves as a society. It's true. It's like my mom says, man. Uh, I've uh, I've been more inclined to uh, sort of uh, take her uh, religious uh, uh, views and analysis about the current historical moment seriously, and uh, we are in the end times. It's not the end times yet. It's the beginning of the end times. Uh-huh. Mm. It is true. We've, uh, we've forsaken God. Mm. We, we have. <laughs> we turn, we've turned away from God. We've turned the other cheek away from God. We have. Um, all right, boys. Let's call it for today. Oh, yeah. Uh, have any uh, closing thoughts? No, nah, just happy Pride Month, man. Yeah. Stay safe sounds, out there. Sounds good. Um, all right. Well, go check us out on Patreon, please. Uh, fuck, I forgot our, our pledge to not be, not talk about controversial stuff on the main feed. Nice. Uh, and to not swear. That's all right. We'll start. We'll start next time. I, I did. Start I did, next I week. did say a slur. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. That's all right. Did we, too, we'll start next week. In, uh, yeah. Amish. In German. Next week we'll start all over. You know, there's always time to cl- clean up and get right. With no the leaf. Or, 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 or. That's right. 
Just because the world's yeah. ending don't mean we'll you can't, repent uh, on Sunday. can't get you. Or repent on Sunday. Because the world's ending doesn't mean you can't get your shit in tip-top shape, you know? There you go. That's true. Mm. All right. Thanks for listening. Go check us out on Patreon. Uh, we will see you next time. Uh, adios. Bye.